welcome to the Wellness Alchemy podcast. I'm your host, Janelle. I'm a naturopath, herbalist, and nutritionist, and the owner of Seeds of Health. I created the Wellness Alchemy podcast to bring together three of my favorite topics, health, truth, and adventure. On today's episode, I'm interviewing Anna Kinkella. I did a four-month program with Anna two years ago and gained so much from it from a space of embodiment. And we're going to dive more into that word today. But let me give you a little bit of background. So Anna guides ambitious, freedom-seeking women leaders to reclaim, unleash and embody their true authentic soul vibration to create an aligned business and life where success isn't a destination, but a state of being that emerges from within. Anna is a mind-body-soul alchemist with a therapist background and over 10 years of experience holding and facilitating sacred containers of healing. So today we discuss Anna's offerings and how she feels women can navigate their journeys, how she facilitates that, self-criticism and judgments with entrepreneurs, helping people step into a place of power, learning how to fully embody, listening to the body and what it actually wants, where Anna's passion stemmed from, the importance of moving and activating the lower chakras, fasting and how to shed and let go, and how to work with Anna and where to find her. So let's dive into the episode. So welcome to the podcast, Anna. Thank you. I'm really happy to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Yeah, I'm stoked to have you on on the podcast. Um, I did a program with you at the end of 2017, I think, and it was a four-month program and it just allowed me to soften in this really challenging phase that I was in. And um, I absolutely love what you do and I love your message to women. And um, yeah, I'm stoked to dive a bit deeper today and ask you a few questions around, um, I guess, your filter on the world and how you feel women can navigate their journey and and what you offer. Mm, Yeah, thank you. It was such an honor to work with you. And was it really in 2017? I think it was, yeah, because last year was a blur. I'm pretty sure it was, yeah, I could have that wrong. Maybe it was the beginning of last year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, I'm happy to be here with you talking about this because I love love talking about women in leadership. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, you offer a really unique program to women in leadership or women in business. Um, and yeah, I'd love you to elaborate on how you facilitate it to the individuals and how that focus on soul alignment is a big piece of of your um, message. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so um, essentially what I do is I work with primarily female entrepreneurs and I help them to tap into what I call their unique soul blueprint um, and really lead from that place in their business. Um, So I essentially see myself as someone who works with people's energy and I do it through meditation through um, helping people work with all of their different parts so the parts that come up in their mind the parts that come up in their body and so I see it as a way that we can kind of tap into this universal knowledge in the 5d realm um, 
and really bring that deep knowing, that soul guidance into our 3D experience, into our everyday reality, into our, um, into our bodies. And so I really focus on teaching women embodiment and how to really lead from that place of power and truth within themselves. Mm. Yeah, and I, I felt that the timing of when I worked with you um, was just beautiful because I was um, in my head a lot and I had also done a Vipassana earlier that year and felt that um, my connection to meditation had become a bit jaded and so you helped me soften in that experience and you really allowed me to be in whatever I was in in the moment without making it wrong or without forcing through something and really making it so clear to me that energy is everything and um, there are so many ways to play in that space and there's um, so many ways to honor yourself through the journey of business or life or self-love or um, I don't know do you want to insert any other words in there I, I yeah yeah, I mean, you're bringing up a lot of really great things as you're talking about your own experience. And I'm glad you had that experience because I think the mentorship is really meant to create a space where all parts of you are welcome and mm. you get to really learn how to sit with everything that shows up. And um, so often I think, you know, we are taught that, you know, there's certain things we we shouldn't feel there's certain things we shouldn't think because, you know, especially as if you're an entrepreneur, um, you have to kind of be on your A game, you know, do like the best performance all the time, show up all the time. And so there's just a lot of self-criticism and judgment that comes up, I think, for entrepreneurs and for everyone. Um, we, we all want to be happy. We all want to feel joyful. But when we don't, there's just a lot of um, internal resistance that happens when we experience some of those uncomfortable emotions. Um, so, you know, the work is really about learning how to welcome all parts of ourselves and really stepping into a place of power and being able to manage our energy and being able to um, really shift whatever is going on within us and accept whatever is going on within us. Um, and that really actually creates the doorway for us to truly flow in our life, in our business, in, in how we show up and lead, instead of constantly coming up against a lot of resistance or a lot of tension or a lot of making ourselves wrong. Mm. Yeah, and just to, I guess, um, highlight to the listeners, you do that through, throughout the mentorship, you do that through individualized meditations and how else do you I guess create that container or that safe space to welcome all parts of oneself yeah that's a really good question um so I want to I want to talk about this in, in two different ways um so hopefully I can hold both in my mind and not forget them <laughs> but um you brought up this piece around meditation and um, that reminded me of what you had shared earlier, that you had been at a Vipassana retreat and then you started working with me. Um, you know, I think when it comes to meditation practice, um, a lot of what is taught, which isn't necessarily wrong, I think that 
we all have a time and space for different kinds of meditations and different kinds of meditations can be helpful to us at different points in our life. But um, meditation can sometimes become like this thing that we have to do or like I should do this for my health, for um, my anxiety, whatever it is that you're trying to, you know, kind of help yourself with through meditation. And one of my, you know, anchoring points when I work with people in meditation is that it should be a place of play and it should be a place of pleasure and that this isn't something you have to sit down and do, but it's something that you're actually being called to do to really connect with yourself on that spiritual plane. And so it's a lot of, you know, when I, when I create individual meditations for folks, it's taking into consideration, you know, where you are in your journey, understanding what it is that you really desire, and then creating a meditation that kind of fully supports that space for you and really allows you to enter into a space of like play and imagination. All of my meditations are um, very visual. They're very sensory um, because I believe that when we can really feel the things we are experiencing in our meditation, when we can um, really visualize and see and, you know, feel it in the now that's when we can really pull our whole body, mind, spirit forward into that particular timeline of our life, into what we want to create. Um, so I consider those individual meditations as a playing ground for you, whoever I'm working with, um, to really allow a co-creation process between you as a human being and then you as a spiritual being. And when those two energetic forces come together, you create magic. And then meditation becomes something fun. Meditation becomes something that energetically pulls you forward into what you really desire for yourself. Mm. So yeah, I mean, I think that that's one component of how I work with, you know, bringing the, the spiritual 5D piece into your human lived experience through meditation. And then on the other side, you know, there's the very real piece of what it means to live as a human being. And, you know, as much as we, you know, can feel really good when we're having these amazing spiritual experiences, when we actually try to bring that into our everyday life, there are natural struggles that arise in that place because part of our journey is to learn how, you know, to be fully ourselves in our human body in with our human emotions and thoughts. So the other piece that I really do with, with folks is, um, and I call it parts work. It's, it's based off of internal family systems, but I kind of take it a step further in a lot of the energy work that I do. Um, it's essentially working with the parts of our ego, parts of our mind. So it can be any thought, any emotion that we're having. And I help folks tune into where that space is in their body, you know, where is that emotion in your body? Where is that thought in your body? Um, what is going on in your body? How are you experiencing this? And then we really explore that energy. We get, we understand what that ego part um, is struggling with. We understand what that ego part needs, why you're experiencing fear, why you're experiencing a lot of judgment. And we tend to that part. So there's a lot of you know, you can call it reparenting, you can call it 
you know, shifting the relationship within yourself of how you nurture you within you. And it is an energetic process because instead of rejecting or pushing away or negating the thoughts and feelings we're having, we're actually meeting them, learning how to work with them, learning how to tend to them. And then that energy gets to be released um, through that experience. Mm. Awesome. Um, I really liked what you said before in the first part about the, the meditation being a playing ground and having the potential to energetically pull you forward. Um, I, I like that visual and I also love the emphasis that you have on play um, because then it doesn't feel like work, right? It's a chance to check in with yourself from a lighter space when you sit with yourself rather than this task orientated um, job. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I know, you know, you are someone who helps others with their health and their wellness. And, you know, I know for myself, when I was approaching my health and wellness from this task oriented list, it was like the last thing that I wanted to do. Mm. And it created a lot of resistance within myself, you know, to do the things that actually made me feel good. Um, and so, you know, I'm always in the deeper questioning of if there's resistance with it, with whatever I'm trying to do as it relates to my health and wellness, what's the resistance about? And, you know, how can I actually just tune into my body and maybe ask my body what it wants to do? You know, how can I make this more playful? How can I make this more yummy and delicious for myself so that I want to do it so that I want to be invited into that experience? Mm. Mm. Which, um, you know, helps us tap into our truth. And I guess I just wanted to really emphasize that word, um, our energetic truth or our, our needs or our truth in business or just our truth in general. It, it gives us a chance to suss that out for the day or the moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, our truth, I think when we're living in it makes us happy mm. and we're all unique. And so, you know, what's true for us and what's most supportive for us is going to change from person to person. So being mm. able to empower ourselves to really unearth that and live that is so important. Mm. And stay aligned to that by keeping it as a practice and that emphasis on play allows it to be this, you know, joyful space rather than this task. Yeah. 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 So you've got a background in mental health and I'm curious um, what happened in your life to feel, I guess, so passionate about your message and your truth and, and how you do life and do business at the moment? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great question. Yeah. Um, so yes, I was in the mental health field for about 10 years and I primarily worked with trauma, um, with women and men. And I think I just got to this point where, you know, it was work that I had a lot of satisfaction from. It was work that I was really good at. Um, but it wasn't filling my cup anymore. It did at some point, but it felt like I just kind of grew out of it. And it, there was this kind of like kind of tapping on my shoulder. There was something that 
I felt like I needed to do in the world and I didn't know what it was, but I was very antsy. And so I started doing a lot of personal development stuff and doing a lot of unearthing of what my desires are, which was something that was kind of a new concept to me when I did the work a couple of years ago. Um, I was like, oh yeah, like my, my desires might not match society's standards at all. And it was a lot of like unpacking of, um, you know, the messages that I was taught about how my life should look like, what I should be doing in the world, what was possible for me. And I uncovered all of these, you know, ways of thinking, ways of being that I had in my life that actually didn't really resonate with who I was individually, but that fit the mold of what, you know, maybe my parents wanted or society wanted or culture kind of reinforced. And so when I started doing that, that stripping away, like stripping away those layers and getting down to my core truth, I realized that I'm someone who really values freedom. I value, you know, adventure, being able to be spontaneous and take off and travel. Um, and I'm someone who also loves to create. I love to you know, create programs. I love to write. I love to um, write meditations, like all of that. And there just was no room for that in my life. And um, I was always tired and exhausted. And, um, and so at some point I just got really sick of it and I left my full-time job and just plunged myself into entrepreneurship and building this business and the way that I arrived at this particular um, work in the world is that I have always loved communities of women. I've always felt safe in communities of women. I've always felt inspired by women. And I deeply believe in the magic and the medicine that women hold to shift the world. And, you know, one of the things that has always been true for women is that, you know, there's lots of ways that we get taught that we shouldn't be too big, shouldn't be too loud, um, that we should kind of be, be seen and not heard. And there's just so many social and cultural um, messages that kind of keep women in a certain safe zone. And so, you know, that was my experience, certainly, and the women that I work with have also experienced that. And so for me, it really became passionate and tapped into the fact that I love supporting women. I love supporting women who want to create change in the world, who have a vision inside of them that they want to actualize in their life. And I really wanted to be the person to help them, um, to guide them in that process and really help them shed those stories, those ways of being that don't really actually resonate with with who they really are on the inside. Can I interject there and say I feel like the the meditation and the practices that you integrate into your program um, is offering a space for them to tap into that truth to shed those stories. That's something I see from the outside. Mm, thank you. Yeah, I'm glad that that's something that comes through. Um, that's definitely the intention. Um, yeah. Thank you. Mm. 
Well, I wanted to talk about movement. So um, you brought to my awareness when I was working with you how the lower chakras are such a foundational place for creativity. And if we're constantly sitting, um, working from our computers or doing whatever entrepreneurial gig that we're doing and we're not moving enough, then that creativity or that creative energy becomes stagnant or can become stagnant. So can you speak around that topic of movement and how you bring that into your work? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, oh, this is there's so much to say. I love this topic. Um, <laughs> so movement, I guess I'll first start with just the recognition that we primarily live in, in a society that the energy is mostly in the upper chakras. Um, there's a lot of um, you know, prioritization of, you know, the mind and what the mind can do. And um, yes, we also sit at our laptops a lot and we don't move a lot. And, and this essentially leads us to a place where we're really disconnected from our bodies and our own experience. And that makes it really hard for us to tap into our truth and know what is right for us because our body is regularly communicating to us. This is a yes and this is a no. Um, and so often we try to find the yes and the no from our head when we really should be finding it from in our bodies. Um, and so our bodies carry so much wisdom and they are basically what I consider kind of the gateway to like the connector between the 3D human realm and the 5D spiritual realm. And so it's both the place where all of your memories are stored, all of your stories and emotions are stored, your ancestral um, ancestral messages, past lives, all of that's in your physical body. And your body is also this receptacle for light, for you receiving um, codes and messages and intuitive insights from your universal self. So when we talk about movement, I really see it as a tool for us to connect the upper part of our body with the lower part of our body and create um, embodiment within ourselves. So embodiment in our truth. And when we move our bodies, we're actually just naturally releasing energy that's ready to be released. That's ready to um, leave our energy field. And we are creating space and welcoming in um, the ability for more light and more of our soul self to flow into and land and root into our bodies. So I really consider movement as part of this dance, as part of you being, you know, the, the enchantress, the empress in your own energy field. So you can release the stuff that's sticking to you and visualize, you know, who you're becoming landing in your body. Um, yeah. So that's really, movement for me mm, awesome and the, just the ability to um shed let go and and let fresh new opportunities in in an energetic form you've probably yeah. just said that in a different way yeah 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 i love the way that you described that um you know when when i'm moving i actually get all of my ideas when i'm in movement mm. um and so like, like you said, you know, it is activating like those lower chakras where, you know, the creative energy rests, but we're also 
able to kind of create a circular flow from the lower chakras to the upper chakras, which is really what facilitates, you know, a lot of creation being able to come out. Um, and so I also, you know, see that piece being really important for entrepreneurs and leaders and just in your life in general that um, you want to create that, that cyclic flow in your body that just helps you kind of tap into what's within you, your truth, and then helps you express that truth outwardly. Mm. Um, and, and I, you know what you, sorry, go ahead. No, you finish. <laughs> well, just one of the things that you mentioned, which is, um, so you said something about kind of like letting go when mm. you're in movement shedding. and yes, shedding. Um, you know, one of the things, and I don't think that I necessarily reinforced this with you when we were working together, but one of the places of liberation for myself has really been tapping into movement that is completely wild and isn't like being directed by my mind. We get so mm. self-conscious about how we're moving and what, how we look like, or if it's like, like to the beat or, or whatever. Mm. And now I'm all about like really allowing ourselves Dance to in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just like letting go, shaking the hair out, doing some crazy stuff. Yeah. Sorry, you finish your train of thought. That's just the visual I got. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's a good visual. <laughs> mm. Yes. Okay. And I, I want to connect that to my passion for fasting. You know, we store our emotions in ourselves. And when when people are fasting with me, I I feel like it's a chance in a different form to shed and let go. And, you know, we're not suppressing our emotions through food. So they get a chance through movement, which I feel is a big piece of the fasting puzzle to shake those cells and shift stagnant energy and and release whatever trauma thoughts beliefs um are held within our body so this is i guess a you know a different um angle of this exact same purpose it's got the same intention behind it mm -hmm. yeah absolutely um i've actually never done fasting before <laughs> I think I'm too scared to do it um, but um yeah I, I know that um you know gut health is very connected to just everything in our system and you know I definitely have an intuitive relationship with my food and, and sometimes that means eating less and um, there is incredible power in, you know, knowing when it's time to, you know, shed, shed the stuff that's in our gut, in our, in our body and just let it all go. So absolutely. I agree with you. There's a lot of power in that. Mm. Maybe one day you could come to one of my retreats in Australia. <laughs> I was just it's thinking not that. scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I need to definitely like be led through the experience yeah. for my first time. Uh, yeah, you're con cu currently in Costa Rica. Um, you've moved from Colorado to Costa Rica. Would you like to, I guess, um, share a little piece of your adventure at present? Yeah, sure. Um, 
Yeah, so earlier this year, um, I, I, have, I received guidance that I needed to leave Colorado just for my meditations. And it, through various messages I received on a regular basis from the universe, um, it's basically telling me I needed to relocate to Costa Rica. So I'd never been here before, and uh, my lease ended in Colorado at the end of July. So I just packed up all my stuff and moved down to Costa Rica, and I've been here for about two two months now and um yeah it's been it's definitely been the greatest amount of surrender that i've had to experience in my life just surrendering to not knowing what this was going to look like where exactly i was going to be and surrendering my expectations um you know my mind was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to get down here and I'm going to find my place and then I'm going to find, you know, a place to live and, and it's going to be great. And, you know, I had all my like neat little plan and the universe didn't have that in mind quite yet. So, um, you know, I was taken on a journey and it taught me to trust more and to surrender more deeply. So um, I just visited this little town on the Caribbean coast last week because um, I took a little bit of a journey around Costa Rica so I could see it and experience it. And I think I found my little place that I'm going to live. Um, mm. So it's, it's exciting. Yeah. Lots wow. Of exciting that is. Happening. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Great. I can't wait to go. I haven't been to Costa Rica actually. Oh Yeah. I think you'd love it just based off of where I've seen you adventure. I think it'd be yeah. a fun trip for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. Okay. Thank you for sharing that little piece. I know that it's been um, an interesting year for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I've also enjoyed just uh, reading your newsletters and watching your things online, your shares online. Um around you know the lessons that are woven through all of that Mm. Mm -hmm. yeah um you know I think thank you for that reflection um I think this whole process has helped me you know even share more vulnerably online than I used to Mm -hmm. and um, it has taught me a lot about my own resilience and what I'm capable of and also what kind of magic gets to be created when we fully just surrender to not knowing when we Mm. fully surrender to the unknown and just, you know, really fully trust that we're going to be supported and held through the process. So Mm. it's been humbling. It's helped me grow quite a bit. Mm. That's a beautiful reminder. Um, the last piece I want to touch on with you is, um, while I was working with you and also doing our monthly, um, circles, what was the name that you called those circles? Oh yeah. The wild moon circle. Yeah. Like forever. Yeah, really. I really enjoyed them. So I know that astrology and your awareness of, you know, that global energy or that universal energy is better word. Um, plays a big part in 
I guess, how you observe life and how you move through life. So can you share some key platforms on how you tap into this information and what you feel is um, or has been or is a really useful resource for you in that awareness? Mm, Yeah, Um, great question. So, you know, my... I'll just speak a little bit on just how I navigate astrology. Um, so I'm not an astrologer. I don't know a lot of technical things about astrology. Um, but one of the things that I do is I, you know, listen to kind of bloggers and people who do know about those things and I read them and then I, I have my own meditation practice where I kind of tap into the energy that's there and I think you know as an empath as an intuitive which I am and you know I know a lot of the people that I tend to work with are Mm. you just kind of feel energy you feel energy all the time and um you're you're tapped into you know the universal collective energy of everything that's happening so um I, I kind of have my own understanding of how that energy is manifesting for me. And then, you know, I use knowledge from astrology to kind of anchor that in and put it inside of a context. And I think what you experienced was me leading and facilitating a community experience around that. Um, so, so that's kind of how I, how I tend to use it. Um, and I think that there's something really powerful when we bring awareness to you know actually our ability to tap into the universal cosmic energy that's around us something that we often I think get into is like this a lot of like self-judgment when we're feeling like heavy energy or like what's this like how have I caused this or why am I not feeling right and focusing on the self perhaps yeah we're focusing on the self and um when we're able to actually kind of tap into the intricacy or the all of the energy that we're actually fielding all the time it helps us to become more aware of how we can seal off our own energetic container and then actually use that information to um you know, empower how we lead in our life and in our business. So astrology can just provide a lot of like anchoring knowledge on how you can best use the energy that's presenting itself in your field. Mm. Um, And so that's how I use it. You know, if I'm aware that, you know, it's, it's Libra season, like it is right now, um, there's going to be a lot of, you know, justice and justice kind of pieces coming up in my energy field. And that means that, you know, maybe there's some like individual things I need to resolve within myself, some energetic blocks that I need to figure out and let go of so that I can rise in, in my own leadership and in my business through, Mm. through that um, Mm. container. So it's just a good self-awareness practice that helps us move through energy Um, really powerfully and as you said so beneficial for empaths which um, I definitely resonate with that term and can can appreciate what you just reminded me of there of that just the external patterns or context that can play a part in what's showing up for us on a day-to-day basis Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely Mm. 
yeah, and it can really empower us to, to, you know, take care of our energy field in a different way and also know that not everything is ours, mm. um, that sometimes it's other people in our field and we get to kind of remove that energy out and mm-hmm. focus back in. So mm. yeah, absolutely. Mm. Beautiful. Well, um, I would love you to share how, um, individuals listening to this podcast can tap into your knowledge and tap into you and your resources and your your gems your gifts that you're gifting the world um i'm definitely going to have um all the information in the show notes but would you like to talk around you know how people can access you yeah thank you um yes so the place that i'm you know most present and most active um, on a regular basis is on instagram so you can find me at the Anna Anna Kinkela K I N K E L A, and you know I'm on my stories a lot. I share a lot of information on there as well as through my posts. So that's the best way to just get an introduction to me and see some of my content. And also feel free to message me. I love interacting with um, folks who come in into the space with me. Um, and then you can also you know check out my website and just look at what things I offer on there. Um, and it's www.anaanakinkela.com. So those are the best ways to learn more about me and, and start talking to me. So mm, Beautiful. Thank you. Well, I was really, really, um, I am really grateful and I was really stoked when you said yes to coming on the podcast because I genuinely loved working with you and I really enjoy keeping up to date with um what you're about and the the um fresh energy and the honest and realness that you bring to the table and um the constant reminders that I get from being a part of your world so thank you so much for coming on the podcast thank you Janelle for inviting me it was such an honor to be here and it was such a gift to be able to work with you and you know be in, in your space so I value you so much thank you Thank you for tuning in to the Wellness Alchemy podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please leave a review and subscribe to the podcast to help spread the word beyond the Seeds of Health corner of the globe. Until next time, thanks for listening.